0: Welcome to the Naked Truth, real talk about West Coast swing. My name is Eric, and today I'm excited to share a conversation with two of my favorite dancers, Tori and Maxime Zowie. I have been amazed by their dancing for years. It's so clean and elegant and classy. Maxime moves like water, and Tori is the epitome of grace. Separately, they are both very accomplished. Maxime started dancing at the age of five in Lyon, France. He studied contemporary at the National Conservatory for six years before starting his career in the West Coast swing community. He was also the first European to place in the top five of the Classic Division at the U.S. Open in 2012 with his partner Virginie Pergat. Tori began dancing when she was three years old in California. She has studied other dances, but has always been a part of the West Coast Swing community. She won the Young America Young Adult Divisions a total of six times at the U.S. Open. She was also the first and only person to win both the Classic and Showcase Division in the same year at the 2010 U.S. Open. And she continued to win the Showcase Division for the next four years with Benji Schwimmer together they've created some of the most memorable dances musical playful beautiful they travel the globe spreading their love of swing dancing and they continue to earn top placements in champions jack and jills and strictly swing competitions i got to know them over the years i took a private with maxime some years back and i've attended workshops with both of them and i would see them at events occasionally then this past year i invited them to teach a mission city swing and i got to know them better We chatted over dinner about their backgrounds and their views of the dance and their personal stories and how they met pretty much everything and anything. We had a great time getting to know one another and they're super sweet and thoughtful and fun and funny and very down to earth. So when I sat down with them a couple of months ago to do this show, I wanted to capture the essence of that experience of talking to them over a meal and share their stories here for you all to hear. I asked them about how they each got started in dance and West Coast Swing. I asked Tori about her experience winning the Open and competing with Benji. I asked Maxime why France has such good dancing, and we talked about how they teach West Coast Swing in France. They shared the story of how the now-famous dance at WOTP, the one where they danced to Nice and Easy by Frank Sinatra, hopefully you've seen it, how that came together, and how they feel about the brand they've established for themselves. And of course, I had to have them tell the story of how they met. As always, they were delightful to talk to, very real and down-to-earth, and very loving to one another. I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So here now is my conversation with two amazing dancers and people, Tori and Maxine Zowie. So first of all, welcome to the show. Glad to have you.
1: Thanks. Yay. Glad to be a part of it.
0: Been trying to get you guys pinned down for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: been, a, it's been yes. what, a year? Almost yes, a year? Like yeah,
0: sorry, sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, so, you're both very accomplished dancers, very successful traveling the world, full time pros. Uh, it's always interesting to hear how you all got to that point and both of you have been dancing since you were very young. So, um, <laughs> I thought Tori, we'll start with you. Uh, okay. h- how did you get started with dancing and swing dancing in specific?
1: Well, I started dancing in, um, a studio in Marietta where I live, California. Um, I started when I was maybe three, my mom put me into dancing cause I was a little girl and she wanted her little girl to dance. So I did jazz and tap and ballet and all the solo dances you can imagine And when I was five or six, my mom took me to Palm Springs and we went to this convention. I think it was called the caper dance convention. It was like a solo dances. And while we're there, I decided to take a lifts and drops class Hmm. because it sounded fun. And I went with a little partner, a little friend. And the teacher of that was Buddy Schwimmer. Hmm. So um, I walked in and I just kind of watched in the background and, uh, This guy was like, buddy, I didn't know him at the time, but he's like, I'm going to do this amazing lift and I'm going to pick a random person from the audience. And they're like, okay. He's like, I'm going to lift her above my head. I'm going to spin a couple times and I'm going to drop her. I'm like, okay. And he picked me out of the audience because I was the smallest person because I was five. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was filled with like 30 year olds, you know, people who are like there to seriously learn about lifts and tricks and whatever. And he picks me out of the audience and uses me and everyone's like, that's not fair, whatever. So after the class, um, he came up to my mom and I and said, you have a lot of potential. We really want you to come to our studio. And so my mom decided to get the information. Of course, it's like an hour away from where I lived. But my mom drove me out five days a week and I started taking every class possible from the studio they partnered me up with a little person. They taught me swing at first. I did East Coast swing. Um, that video just got released on <laughs> you know, one of the many Tony Azar right. videos right. Uh, from 1999 was my first U.S. Open. And uh, we did an East Coast, a little bit of West Coast, but mostly East Coast swing. And the next year I was like all about it. I wanted to do partner dancing. I loved it. And I stuck with the swimmers ever since.
0: That's awesome. So, We spoke with, uh, Lori, we had her on the show and we talked with her about how she trains juniors. Um, what was it like to be a swimmer kid?
1: It was awesome. It was honestly like we had our own, like, I don't, I hate to say like our own little gang, but like when we showed up to the open, it was like, we were such a strong family. Like we had our practices set every morning at the U S open, like five to 7.00 AM were for the swimmer kids. And every morning we'd practice. We, I mean, I had lifelong friendships out of it. I met Jessica Cox there and we are Jessica McCurdy now. Sorry. Um, we are best friends because of it. I met Jordan there, Benji, Lacey, Sean McKeever. I met there, um, just Tara, Tara Trafster, all of us just kind of stuck with it. And it was awesome to have my birthday parties with the dance people and go sleep at people's houses. Like they really created a family atmosphere I mean, I haven't really obviously been around a lot lately, um, but they are just really good for the kids. They, between Buddy and Lori, they would choreograph things to make it fun. We all had different themes. We would cheer each other on at practices five o'clock in the morning. You'd think we'd be like dead tired. I don't know we were like partying, <laughs> like go guys, go Tara, go Roman Chevy, like for everybody at five o'clock in the morning. It was great.
0: Yeah. How did you get paired up with Brenner? Because he's, he's <laughs> coming from the shag world, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so I had a really long partnership before Brenner um, with a guy named Josh Mosier. And I started with him in Young America. And we did, I think, six years. We did three, uh, two in Young America and four, three or four in Young Adult um, competing together. And so there was a time where Lacey aged up. And so it was between <laughs> Brenner and Autumn his partner at the time, and Josh and I. We were like fighting for first and second place all the time. And um, my partner, Josh, decided to stop dancing after Swing Diego one year, so in May. And I was so sad I wasn't going to be dancing at the U.S. Open because I couldn't find another partner. And I was supposed to be doing Strictly Swing with Brenner, Junior Strictly Swing. And he called me. um, I was with Tara Trouser, actually. And he called me and said, hey, uh, do you want to dance at the Open? I'm like, we are. We're doing Strictly Swing. He's like, no, I mean like a routine. I'm like, it's like September. You know that, right? (laughs) It's in two months. And we've actually never danced together. Really? Never. So he was like, well, I can find a flight and I can come and, you know, we can see what we can do. And so he came to California and Benji choreographed our routine in like a weekend. And we practiced. We saw each other one more time. And then we saw each other at the open. And we put together a routine and it just so happened to work out. And after he's like, Should we keep dancing? I'm <laughs> like, Well, we should at least finish the year with this routine, right? You know, and then uh, we kept dancing. So until he went into the National Guard. Right. So right. yeah, we danced for I think five years. Yeah. Five, yeah, five years, something like that. Six, maybe. That's but amazing. Yeah.
0: I remember, I don't know what year did you partner with him? the first time
1: 2007 u.s open was our first u.s open so
0: i'm pretty sure you and he went to swing niagara
1: we did that was our our second practice
0: <laughs> i was there so we, then, we swing,
1: um, then we had swing niagara and then we had the open that was it
0: i remember uh because there was like um you came in kind of from above the ballroom you can like go down the stairs. To yeah, the ballroom. Yeah, yeah. And I remember yes. watching you and him practicing like outside the ballroom. And I remember turning to a friend being like, is Tori going to do a routine with him? <laughs> so it was really cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, we definitely, um, it was, it's funny. it was kind of last minute and Benji's like, I can make this happen. I've oh, already sorry. got a song on the side. So <laughs> he had, "Please don't stop the music and we just picked the other song before. But, um, he pretty much had everything choreographed in like a couple hours, but I remember Brenner, we were at the first practice. Brenner and I didn't even dance together that first practice. It was just Benji and I choreographing and, um, Benji's like, okay, here we're going to do a whip. And Brenner looked at me, he's like, what's a whip? I'm
2: like, (laughs) you don't
1: know a whip? And he's like, oh, a pivot. I'm like, no, not a pivot, (laughs) the whip. (laughs) It was funny. I'm like, oh, gosh. And I remember in that moment, I looked at my mom like, what did we just sign up for? What did I just do? But it worked out. So I had to take a chance.
0: What was it like doing those routines with Benji?
1: Dancing with Benji? Yeah. It was awesome. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we um, When I was actually younger, because I used to dance with Benji when I was eight, um, we did a couple cabaret routines. I think we did three or four cabaret routines when he was 15 and i was 8 was when we started and uh we used to call it like crash test dummy and nasa training um he would like put me in a blanket and wrap me up in a blanket and like spin me around and like get me used to that's why i don't mind turning a lot now i think <laughs> I, I i put it in that he put us a couple of the girls he put us in like office chairs and spin us and prepare us for nasa training is what he called it but um we would just be crazy. He's like, Hey, I've got an idea for a lift. Let's just try it. I'm like, can we put down some gymnastics mats, you know, just in case this goes wrong, because in your head, it could be totally different than real life. And 99% of the time, it was very different than how it looked in his head. Right. Um. Yeah. But he was just like, the ideas that come out of this guy are insane. A lot. You know, I know you've worked with him too, before that you, you, um, you know, ideas. too. he's got some crazy ideas, but Most of the time they come out to be magical. If I, if I let go and I jumped into it head first, but most of the time I was a little cautious, a little scared, but they all worked out. I mean, it was fun dancing with him. He's always been like my big brother. So it was nice to be able to travel with somebody who, yes, we had fun while we were dancing. We would joke 80% of the practice, um, because you're so tired and you're laughing, but you're laughing at a tape roll that's rolling across the floor by itself. And it's just the stupidest things, but we, we made, we made some great memories in those practices and
0: I miss it sometimes. Amazing magic on the floor too.
1: Amazing magic. It was just fun dancing with somebody (sighs) as crazy as Benji. What
0: was it (laughs) like? We talked about this a little bit, you and I, but uh, what was it like that year that you, you first entered, the adult divisions, and you did classic and showcase in the same <laughs> Honestly, year.
1: it's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I was also, my birthday is actually this October, end of October. Um, So I had just turned 18. I had just like started in. I decided to graduate when I was 17 and I was starting in college. So I was full-time in college as well. And I decided to be crazy and dance in five divisions everyone remembers classic and showcase, but I also danced in the strictly swing. I danced in the team routines and I had a cabaret routine as well. So I was crazy. I was, yeah, a little too much. So I had overachiever, practices. overachiever for sure. Um, I had practices for like the three weeks before the open where they would fight over who got me first, because by the time you were the third down the line to get me for a three hour practice of each session, I was, dead. So I would practice with Brenner for three hours, Benji for three hours, the cabaret girls for three hours. And then the next time it would switch, then it would be Benji, then the cabaret, then Brenner. So it was a, a lot. I think I lost like 10 pounds the week before the open and my costumes were falling off of me and my grandma made my costumes. So she was pissed at me. I'd show up and she had to redo my costumes again. And then after the open, she had to make them bigger again because I got my 10 pounds back and <laughs> was a normal size, but it was a lot of work, um, a lot of practice. I probably, I mean, I did it for almost two years. They did both classic and showcase. Um, but I probably would never do both again. <laughs> it, you have to be an overachiever to make that happen. Um, but it was, I love dancing with Brenner. I love dancing with Benji. So it, they made both of the practices always fun. Um, but it was just a lot. <clears throat> Most people put all of their energy into one routine, but you can't put it all into one routine because you got one coming up right after it. And some events do the, like at Boogie, they do classic and showcase in the same night. Right. Yeah. So, and I remember one time in classic or showcase was first, I drew last in showcase and second in classic. I'm like, all right, here we go. Like back to back, at least I'm warm for classic, but
0: did you have expectations rough- of winning? I mean, no, not at all. Because at that point you hadn't won with Benji yet and you'd won with Brenner and Juniors. But
1: I won with Brenner and Juniors. I didn't know what to expect with Benji. Honestly, I thought Benji would forget when I was when we danced in cabaret back in the day, um, he decided to focus on showcase when he got into showcase. So we stopped doing cabaret and he told me um, the day you turn 18, we're going to do a showcase routine. I'm like, okay, sure. But I was like maybe 11 when we talked about it. I didn't think that seven years later he went on his mission for the church and I really did not expect him to remember. And when I turned 17, I think it was like in March, we started choreographing mine and Brenner's classic routine. And he goes, Okay, so when are we going to start doing our showcase? I'm like, Excuse me? You remembered? Like, we're actually doing it? He's like, Yeah, of course. You know, I'm not dancing with Khaleesi anymore. I need a partner. So let's go. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I didn't know what to expect. I had hoped to win with Benji only because of his, you know, his titles. I mean, with Heidi before Khalees, like I was a little, uh, if I let him down now, you know, I knew it would be the end. So I was like, I really put a lot of my efforts into showcase because I had never really done that with lifts and all of that. It was a lot of effort with Brenner. We just had the goal to make finals. That's all we wanted. Yeah. We're like, you know, especially we chose to do our young adult routine in the prelims Mm -hmm. because we didn't want to do our finals routine. We thought it wouldn't have the same effect. So we we chose to do our juniors routine. And it like I think we were almost even like the last to go into finals. I think it was like I think we were number like 10, 10. I think that if they took 12, we were 10 or 11 um, to make it in. And so we were like super excited to make it in, and we just didn't even care. We danced our hearts out, and that was that. It paid off. But no, I didn't expect anything yeah. <laughs> from that year.
0: That's awesome. Um, I want to switch gears to hear from Max a bit. Because um, yeah. other than the uh, <laughs> little videos of you dancing as a boogie dancer when you're five. <laughs> i didn't really I know much that. about your background <laughs> I,
1: have up to him. Really? I, I found it yeah. no somebody
0: posted it i have um, it saved on my facebook <laughs> do you
2: yeah
0: uh yeah oh, tell okay. us how you got into dance
2: okay so um <laughs> yeah my background wasn't that successful <laughs> um i have a twin sister so um and I was dancing all the time at home. My mom, she thought it would be cute to put us together, um, into a partner dance, partner dance. Yeah. So we started with the uh, rock and roll, which is East coast swing for you.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, we mm-hmm. call that rock and roll. I don't know why <laughs> you guys call that East coast swing, same <laughs> technique, different name. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started like this and I, we have done a year, I believe, uh, like one season with my sister And I think that mid-season, my teacher just like um, decided to uh, split us. Mm -hmm. So he said, all right, so I'm going to take this little guy and I'm going to put him, I'm going to pair him with another girl. And we just, my parents didn't realize, but uh, they just followed the teacher, you know, okay. I mean, we wanted them to dance together, but whatever. And my sister, she kind of gave up after this year, she wasn't really into the dancing. And it happened that I was pretty successful at it. So uh, we did this first year with this new partner and I was six. Yeah, that was in 1992. So I was six years old and we started first competition, second place. Uh, and after first place, first place, first place. And, um, I just, cause like we were, it, it, it's a little bit like a, the, the, Shriver studio i was in a dance school and i was like spending my entire life basically there so friends like family it's the same same thing as tori um and i decided to do other dances because that's what it is when you're in a dance school you only do rock and roll at first but after i was like oh there's boogie boogie and we were in the same competition like uh, weekends like they were organizing rock and roll. So East swing and boogie boogie competition. And I was dancing rock and roll, but I was watching people dancing boogie boogie. And I mm-hmm. was like, Oh, I like that. So why not? And I feel like every time we were moving to different weekends to compete, I was like, let's make it worth it. And at least I dance more than once mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. do like different dances, you know? So I started to do boogie boogie. I was pretty successful at it too. And that's when I started to meet, um, Olivier Massar. Remy Kwaku like uh, he's a, uh, he's an indie dancer now, but like all those like successful people and I was the youngest of all and we were like fighting for the first place. It was kind of funny. So, um, I think I did like six years, seven years. Oh, it's the seven years as uh, seven years, like competing like this. And um, my parents, they asked me, said, what do you want to do when you're going to be an adult? Like job wise. I said i don't know uh, like when you're 12 years old you don't know what you want to do <laughs> and i said i want to dance i think and my parents like okay i don't think you can make money off of isko swing or boogie boogie you know so what about we put you into a school like dance school dance what school have? like conservatory like that link your scholarship and your dancing you know like together and I'm like, okay, why not? And in this studio that I was dancing uh, with all of my friends, we were doing modern jazz and contemporary, sort of. Mm-hmm. I say sort of because it wasn't really contemporary. <laughs> uh, it was just moving. We, I mean, I done like this. I don't know if you, if that was the same for you guys, but we had this dance named disco dance. <laughs> We, I mean we have hustle. We
1: have hustle, <laughs> yeah. Like disco but,
2: but for us it was like disco dance. It was more like uh solo, like solo. like this like kind
0: Saturday of night sh- Saturday night Seriously? fever line
2: yeah. dancing So yeah. it we were into the disco whatever, no, so like we didn't have that. That was no. funny. <laughs> I mean I think it did dancing.
1: Like, line dancing, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Line dancing mixed with <laughs> hip hop, you know, but it, it was Club before hip hop was
1: That sounds like a great yeah. dance. I'd love yeah. to see that.
2: I have videos actually. That's so funny. Yes. I remember like, it was it was good. Okay. So, um, and my parents are like, okay, let's do that. So we're going to uh, put him in this school. Like he can dance like in the afternoon school in the morning, whatever. So I did that for like three years, I think, uh, or two years. And my parents are like, okay, that's a really expensive school. Cause it was private, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, we're going to try to make it like more public and, um, official, so I shoot. I shoot for the conservatory back in the days, and there's two conservatories in um, in mm-hmm. Lyon, the regional one and the national one. Mm-hmm. In France, there's two national superior conservatory in Paris and in Lyon, and there's multiple regionals ones. So I shoot for the regional. I was young and I got refused the first year. They're like, nope didn't pass the audition so i was like ah. so I, I worked more and the second year i passed the audition and i started like the first year was disaster my teachers didn't like me like it was bad i, I thought like i'm like okay that's not what i want to do i was dancing contemporary and ballet i was really bad at and i was like mm, that's not for me and my parents are like you continue and I'm like, yeah, but all of my friends on the wet, Wednesday afternoon, they get all together, and me, I'm going dancing. And my dad is like, you'll understand one day. Mm-hmm. So they pushed me a lot, and uh, so I did the second year, and I feel like something clicked. I don't know for me, and I started to be better. Um, my teachers started to like me, the same teachers that, that I was <laughs> that I had problem with. So uh, and I did four or five years there. And I, and after I, um, I did the, the superior mm-hmm. and Teddy was there mm-hmm. Teddy, which is funny because Teddy is, is the guy who's doing West coast swing now in too. In France. In France. So we started to um, be together, but over there you cannot do school and dancing. It's only dancing and you do school like homeschool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did that for two years. And <laughs> after I got a little job in a company, and I started to uh, teach in a dance school contemporary and we were doing shows uh, in, around Lyon and a little bit in France. And my friend um, uh, asked me, said, do you want to teach contemporary? We have like uh, two spots, like two, one hour and a half in, in the week. So do you want to teach it? And I'm like, yeah. So they're going to be one for kids and one for adults. And I'm like, all right. So I started like that. And he gave me a, I believe like, There was 15 euros per hour back in the days. So imagine I was doing three hours. So 45 euros. So that was my week payment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was living like that. And my dad is like, not okay. (laughs) You're going to find something else. It has to be like, you want it, you want it to be your job? It has to be. I mean, we're doing shows a little bit, but it wasn't good. Yes. So there's a difference between event show and cultural contemporary and ballet. They're more into the cultural part mm-hmm. and what we're doing with the swing events, whatever, it's more into the yeah. event, event. So it's like private. So there's more money in that than in the cultural. Yes. So I was fighting to get a little bit of money and it was a struggle for me. I remember I was calling, I was 21 or 20, 20, 21. I was calling my friends and I'm like, guys, uh, I'm fucking poor. I don't know what to do. Am I going to quit dancing? Just go back to school and just do something like it's going to make me a little more rich, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend that I was, that was working in the dance school told me like, um, let's do a video for like advertisement video for our dance school. Do you want to do it with me? And I'm like, okay. So we go somewhere and, Facebook didn't exist back in the days. I mean, I, I sound like an old grandpa. <laughs> back the in the same day. way. I remember before Facebook. <laughs> but when I was 20. Me too. So, I
1: remember before MySpace. Come on. So it was
2: 19 or 20. I was So 13, 14 years ago. Uh, Facebook wasn't here. No. So he, I was looking on the computer to find video of dancing, you know, to put it on the screen and I just advertise. And I type something. I don't know. And I see Jordan, Jordan and tat. pump it. That was the <laughs> thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is that dance? Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and I look at it on the side, there was hashtags, but I didn't get hashtag. I don't uh, think it
1: was hashtags. I think it, it was just, just like just some tags. Tags. Right. Yeah. No tags. tags.
2: Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? And there was a saying line dancing, whatever. I'm like, a lot of tags like this. And I thought it was, Oh, oh that's line, line dance. dancing. And so I showed that to my friend and I said, dude, look at this. I think that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, what do you want me to do with that? Like we're in a contemporary ballet, whatever. And I'm like, I think we can teach like couple dancing because that's our background. We can -hmm. can make money off of that. And instead of to do 45 euros per week, I can probably teach more hours and make more money. And I don't have to go work at McDonald's or, you know, (laughs) he's looking at me, he's like, yeah, whatever. Like he was so into the cut. And I show that to Virginie Peria, because Virginie Peria was Massard now. like one of my really close friends. And Virginie Grandin, that she was was also a part of the conservatory. So we were all all like together. We've been raised pretty much together. <clears throat> and I show Virginie Peria at first and I say, don't show anybody. <laughs> I'm show you something. It's
1: on the internet, but don't show anybody. No, but
2: people didn't really have the internet, like the access, like the way. We have internet yeah. now. right? So, so um, and I said, let's build, it. let's redance that routine. I didn't even know who Jordan and Pat were, you know? <laughs> so I said, let's do that routine and we have a show. Let's show people. Maybe we can advertise it like this and we can teach it or, you know, we can open something a little more fresh and new than just East Coast Swing or Boogie Boogie. And she's like, all right. So we started to do Pump It before even you know what, it was. what West Coast Swing means. Yeah.
1: So yeah, they dance,
2: pump it. So we dance, pump it.
1: I want to see that video. <laughs> so that's that's,
2: right. it, but you guys never going to see it. That's <laughs> it. I've been
1: asking for six years to see this video.
2: So it was, it was something I would never forget that. And people, so we did a little show. People, they liked it and we're like, all right. So we need to meet those people. And Virginie, like a couple of months after, she's like, oh, I think they go to Paris. There's a, one event in France or mm. I don't remember what she said to me, let's go, let's take, um, classes from them. And we're like, okay, we go there. I see Jordan and Tad, Parker and Jessica. And that was, uh, I think the second year that she was organizing or the first year. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty new in the community. Nobody knew us, nobody like, like that was really new. And I see Olivier and Henriette, Olivier Massard. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> He's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, cause i am like because after, well, and I think, he was
1: teaching West Coast Swing, right?
2: He was teaching West Coast Swing. That was his, because <laughs> he did one year of classes before, and the second year he teaches. Because back in the days there were nobody in the circuit, so we had to do it fast, just to uh, keep it. We had to, we had to do it fast. That was the that was the secret. And he said, "I was a student last year, and now I'm like teaching. That's awesome." I'm like, "That's awesome, dude." He didn't really recognize me because back in the days I was like long hair. Third, like 12 years old and I was 20, 21, you know, she's like, oh. still had the ponytail now. <laughs> no, I was like short hair. He didn't really recognize me. And that's when, when everything started. And after this, um, event in the summer, Paco organized season and swing. And I'm like, let's go to season and swing. But I decided to start to teach West Coast swing in April. So before season and swing. So I had only one event in my life. And I started to teach West Coast Swing because I said to my friend who was like, uh, the owner of the dance school, I said, we have to do it fast. He's like, are you sure? I said, even if we don't do it correctly, we have to do it fast. <laughs> and he said, are you sure? Are you sure? I said, yes, I'm sure. And I was like, pretty sure. I said, we got to make a lot of money off of it. He's like, all right. <laughs> when I said a lot of money off of it, he's like, Okay. <laughs> And okay. we started, and we started with like our friends and we were so passionate, so into it that people that just came because we were talking about it all the time. it just liked it, you know, so we started like this class. We were at 20 people. So 10 couples for the first time, April to June. And my, my friend is like, I can't believe it. 20 people. We didn't really advertise it that much. So September after the season and swing, I said to Virginie, you should do it in your dance school. And David, you should do it in your dance school. And like that, everybody does it in their dance school. And maybe one day we'll organize a big event together. And they're like, wow, that sounds awesome. And we did it. And the year after we organized West Union. And the year after we have like probably 180 participants, between 150 and 180. And we're like, oh my God, that's awesome. Like the year after like uh, four or 500, the year after Like it went like crazy like this. And when people, they ask us, like, how you guys did it back in the day, I said, we worked on our sides mm. and we bring it all together.
1: They made one huge community out of a lot of multiple small little communities. And <coughs> it's crazy. I mean, I remember we came to the second one. Yeah. Brenner and I. <coughs> we we were at The second one. And it was small compared to what it is now, but it's amazing. People, they wanted to keep, like,
2: most of the people, they want to keep it like their community, their event, Cause they think that they're going to make profit. I don't know. There's, uh, there's maybe like the money right. part of, behind this, but also the fact that when you create something, it's your baby. Like, you know, there's like this mm. thing that attached to you. Um, we were not like that. We wanted to share that with people. I mean, I, I know I'm that kind of people when I do something fun, I want everybody to be with me. Yeah. Right. So right, I said, let's do the octopus like uh, the octopus style. <laughs> yeah.
1: All the little tentacles everywhere and bring and them all they bring together. Them
2: together. And they're like, Yeah, that's awesome. I said, even if we don't like that person, that person can like bring more people, it's just include that person. You know? And they're like, All <laughs> right. And that's what that's what that's why and how Lyon becomes like my city becomes one of the biggest um cities for West Coast cities swing. for West Coast swing in the world. Mm. Right. Like, it's
0: but huge. it's not just like, the it's not just that it's big in terms of quantity, it is known for being of really high quality. And yeah. so, two questions for you. One, you had been to one event and and done a replica of Pump It, which one day we'll find <laughs> a video of. And, um, yeah,
2: actually. I <laughs> the of Pump It was before the event. I'm right. going to put
1: it up there. If we have anybody who's really good at bringing computers back to life, I have the computer at All my right. house, putting it out there. Reach out to me. <laughs>
2: No, I right. just I'll need to it. fix
1: the computer.
0: <laughs> um, but you you had very little. Now, granted, you had all this dance training. You had been a dance teacher. So you knew how to teach dance. I'm just wondering, one, where did you get the content, right? Like, you hadn't really done a lot of West Coast Swing. So what, what were you guys teaching? But also, two, what do you think your approach has been that has made the quality of dancing so high in Leon?
2: Okay, so um, we did this event in January, so we took the entire weekend. Okay, um, workshops. Mm-hmm. We took a lot of videos, and I feel like that was enough for April to June. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, knowing that we only teach, we only taught one, one hour, one or two. No, that was one hour a week, okay. like like first time. So imagine, like, it's not a lot. Right. And we were so passionate into like, and we wanted everybody to feel what we felt, so we wanted to teach them how to do the compression like I feel like it was more than we were so into the feeling more than into the patterns, yes,, yes. I feel like now I'm more like we changed completely, yes, mm-hmm. um, but yes, back in the days, we didn't really need a lot of movements, Material. a lot of materials we were more into i mean, I was trained to touch bodies counterbodies kind of like we were doing a lot of stuff like that with Contemporary. So I was kind of like, that was my little input in my dance also. Um, I don't want to say we treat people correctly, but we believed in what we did back in the days. And that worked. I feel like it's, if you want to create a community, you don't need (laughs) to be good or you just need to believe in what you do and people, they will believe you, you know, doesn't mean it's good, bad, or it's just, I was so like, Confident, maybe too much, you know, but the people like they were like, oh, you know, like they, they were, okay, okay, okay. Right. You know,
0: well, Which it's is, not just that you're confident, you're passionate.
2: Yeah. Like, passionate. I think
0: passion is really contagious. It gets people excited yeah. Yeah. and bought into what you're trying to give them.
2: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Excited, passionate, like everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that works like that. I don't know if it's, again, a good or a bad thing, but it's what it is.
1: And I feel like the quality of Leon for you guys, like from my experience, there's a lot of people who come from other dances too. Mm-hmm. So they already have a, a quality. Maybe it's not the West coast swing movement, but they already have a quality of movement of some sort, even if it's from solo dancing, from ballroom, from Lindy hop, from boogie, they already have something about them that I think made it really easy for you guys to,
2: so that's, that's the thing like to start mm-hmm. the, the, like the big faces, um, Virginie Grandin, um,
1: Olivier, Olivier Virginie.
2: Virginie Perga, like Arnaud, like everybody, like we did a lot of other dances mm-hmm. and we were pretty successful with other dances, you know? So when we switched to West Coast Swing, it was first, I don't want to say easier to get successful, but when you're successful in something and you start another thing, you want to be successful in that. so that pushes you even more so we created and we were all together like not competing but like this person was improving so these so we were like trying to keep up with everybody right you know so that was that made it strong in our little group group and after like the fact that lyon has a really good level of dancers um other than pros it's um because we started to do something Weekly, the fact, I mean, the fact that people, they sign up for September to June, right? you know,
1: and they sign up for a full year. So it keeps them coming back.
2: It's just, I mean, they, if they want, they can do only one month, but it's not the culture over there.
1: Right. You know, our
2: culture is you sign for a season. So September to the end of June and you pay like, I don't know, $300 for the 32 weeks of lessons. That's how it works in France. And even if you don't show up, you still like pay like that, you know, so then school, they do this type of membership. And people, that forces them to be regular, mm-hmm. okay? So, like that, you can keep different levels. So, you do one year, you're level one, okay? You have one level one, level two, level three, level four. And like that, you can make them improve or make them stronger. And I feel like that helps a lot.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was just talking with Brandy this weekend about... um Because people would come up to her and ask a question about something she taught. And then they'd be like, well, well, I guess I got to practice that. It's like, well, yeah, (laughs) like you got to make the commitment, right? And I think people making the commitment. But I do think there's something to your focus on connection Mm -hmm. uh, coming from your background in contemporary uh, that does make the difference, too, in terms of quality, because one, León dancers or French dancers in general are known for being like super stretchy and and feel mm-hmm. really good um, because you can have lots of people who have other dance training. Like you said, Tori, they they move yep. well, but they don't necessarily feel good. Yeah, yeah. And I think your focus on connection over patterns probably helped a lot to develop that quality because there are lots of people who take weekly classes. They're in class every mm-hmm. week, but if they're not being given the tools or the approach to that higher quality of connection, they may not ever get there.
2: Yeah, but that's that's also um that that's good. That's good when you like reach a certain level that we want to make them try to have a good connection like feel good and like try to go into more lines, like deep feelings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you start when when you start to teach for level one, I feel like I do the, the entire opposite. Like the complete sorry the complete
0: opposite. Give them the the vocabulary.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's people like me, yes, that might be useful for, for them to know about more the feelings, but we had to create like a big community and try to find some people in this big community that can go into the connection and the more deep movement, whatever. But we had to create something bigger than that. So we started with something you know what guys let's do a sugar push no compression let's mm. do a an anchor step we don't care if you don't feel each other at the end just just touch each other underarm arm turn Woo, that's fun <laughs> so we try to make it more fun because it's a it's, west coast swing is complicated it's probably one of the most complex social social dances. dance in in the world okay dance. Okay. <laughs> so if you make it even more like uh, you know, like this, like you have to put three pounds of connection, <laughs> you know, like people that just want to, they, they work, they don't want to be champions. It's just, you know, so we had to be careful with the way we talk and we had to adapt a lot. So yes, there is people that they're really ready for the, okay, three pounds or, you know, and there's people like they're never going to be ready. So we had to adapt. And I think like we did a good job with that. Because we knew that some of the people, they're never going to be champions, but we just want to keep them in the community and try to make them have fun, even if they're never going to get the stretch or never going to get a good compression, you know? And when we started West Coast Swing, that was our problem. We really wanted everybody to get that. And we, at first we were like, "Eh." people, they're a little like, "Mm." they're trying to, you know, they don't really keep it with us, you know? Yeah. They don't stick around. Yeah. They don't stick around. Like, so
1: His parents are the best example. When they started teaching, his parents wanted to come support, of course. Like, we want to learn this new dance. And they came at the wrong time. They came when they were all about the compression and the feeling yeah. and the stretch. And his dad's like, I don't care about that.
2: No, my dad is <laughs> like, all right, uh, can we do something easier? Salsa? No, like, Yeah, you know, so they wanted I'm to go like, do I- another
1: dance. And we told him now, like, come back now. Like now, he's a better teacher. (laughs) Now you learn more stuff. And they come to Weston Leon every year. They do the beginner class with his nieces and nephews, and it's so cute. Now, like, they they can get through a full dance, and it's terrible, but they're so cute and they're enjoying themselves. And I think it's, I mean,
2: but that's important. I feel like you can be a good teacher trying to make people better, but you can also be a good teacher trying to make them have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I mean, I mean, you've seen, um, our class, our workshops, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we like to give like s- some technical stuff. We like to go through, um, deeper thoughts, but if in my class, I don't see one smile or one laugh I lost. Mm. Right. Right. So that's the thing. I want them to have fun. Even if I remember there's one day a guys, he came up after the, the, the classes, like, Man, I will never remember everything you said, but I had fun. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, right. cool. He said, "I'm probably never gonna do that again. I would never." It's like, but it was a good hour for me. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. So, I know sometimes we're so passionate that we really want to go into, and we really want them to get everything, but that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. or yes, it's possible but you have to teach in a conservatory or in or somewhere the people they do that like five or six hours a day right. that makes sense yeah thats really sense. and I said that to my students all the time. I'm like guys, I'm so impressed with the fact that you do one or maybe two hours a week and you don't really practice uh, I'm gonna take Brandy's uh, sentence when she said you have to practice guys like you mm-hmm. know and but they don't no. right or right. they don't do enough, you know. And they expect to be so much better, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm actually impressed with like one or two hours, what you can do. Imagine if you triple or quadruple quadruple, quadruple this amount, which is a normal amount of hours. If you want to, I don't know, you want to run, you want to be better at running, you cannot do only one hour a week. There's no way you're going to improve. Well, you you know.
0: I mean, it's better than
2: nothing. Right,
0: but no, you don't master anything one hour but that a week.
2: Might, you know, just keep you constant, you know. But you're not going to improve. If you want to improve, it's almost we're talking about every day, almost. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, I'm when I tell you that, I t- I'm telling that myself. You know, <laughs> we're not. We're not. We should practice every day. We practice more than anybody because we travel from Thursday to Monday. So it's a, uh, the fact that we're teaching, the fact that we're social dancing, that makes us practice. But we don't take time like right now i'm talking to you i can take one hour after that and practice my waistcoat swing there's not a lot of people like they do that Mm. not a lot included pro including pros
0: yeah well and you live with your partner so that's helpful (laughs) um right because some people don't normally yeah um what does practice look like for you guys what does it mean to work on your dancing at that level? Are 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 there? Are you giving each other feedback? Are you watching others? Like, where do you get what it is to work on? Because people like myself will go to you guys to get that <laughs> guidance, right? So how do you get that?
2: I, f- I feel like our pra- the way we practice, it's also the way we think
1: mm.
2: about our movement. You mm. know what I mean? So the fact that we're teaching to you... Mm, And the fact that we, like, we challenge ourselves with, like, high level, that makes us think deeper into the way we move, like, the way we move. That makes us practice in a certain way.
1: It actually, like, Boogie for me was a huge, like, I told him going into Boogie, I was a little, like, stressed because we don't come to the U.S. a lot anymore. Mm -hmm. So it had been six months since we were in the U.S. and an event, the last time we were at an event was Capital in February. So... I mean, we came and we worked with you in March, but that wasn't Mm -hmm. an event where we're going to compete in class, uh, classic, uh, Jack and Jill's and Strictly's. And, you know, so I was a little stressed out, but you know, and then I look at my private lessons I have scheduled and I had five private lessons with all-star followers. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) On top of it, I have to work with all-star followers. And that was pretty much all I had set. I was like, all right, it's going to be a a weekend for me because, of course, they come in. I said, do you have anything you want to work on? They're like, no, just let me know what I need to fix. I'm like, mm. cool, because at all-star level, you guys all pretty much, you have your own style. You don't have a lot of issues. You have good technique. You have a good quality of movement. What else, But I saw, you know, you want the next key. But, so, of course, with all five girls, I'm trying to find something different. I'm not going to give them the same key. So now I'm creating five little mini Tories. Right, you know, right. for me, I try to go off and I have to search, okay, well, that could look good on her. Like maybe if we switch that, maybe if we try this and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And a lot of girls come to me, whether it's all-star or novice, and they don't know what styling to do or how to look better for themselves or be different or think outside the box. And I'm like, neither do I, you know, like I struggle too. People don't believe me, but I struggle with, I feel like I do the same variations all the time. You know, and they're like, no, I do the same anchor. I'm like, well, me too. You know how many people ask me, oh, can you teach me the Tory anchor? I'm like, what's the Tory anchor? And they show me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's the Tory anchor. Good to know. I need to change that, you know? And sometimes (laughs) we watch our videos and I'm like, gosh, I do the same thing all the time.
2: Yeah, but when you do it, but that's the thing. You do the same thing, but when you do it good, it's what's important. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like it's good to be be able to do new things, Mm -hmm. but... I mean, when I watch people that I like, like when I watch Kyle, I want him to do Kyle, Kyle things, mm-hmm. the same thing, because mm-hmm. that's what I like. You know what I mean? So I know yeah. it could be frustrating because sometime, sometimes you're like, oh, it's boring. I do the same thing over and over. We, we have these stages. I've, I don't know how to pass that stage. I feel like...
1: One of the practices oh. for us could be like listening to... I feel like we listen to the same music all the time. So I, what stresses me out is drawing a song that I don't know mm-hmm. in a Jack and Jill or <laughs> strictly. So sometimes even just like we watch other people's videos and we try to be inspired by other people, like listening to the music, like, Oh crap. Like had I drawn that song, I would have done nothing. I didn't know that song. Like I watch it five or six times. So, okay, now I know that song. And even as simple as just listening to music can be an, a practice for us to try and learn the musicality of new songs because being in Europe, we get a whole different set of songs right. than what people have here. So even just listening to music and being more open and all of that helps
2: as well. Sorry, I totally interrupted you. I don't remember what I was talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm used to it. So, yeah. All right. um, yeah. I feel like our pra- the way we practice is more like when we are searching for like new ways sometimes. New moves. New New moves. I mean, you get inspired, like she said, you get inspired by people and you're trying to, oh my God, like, show me that. And you like, you know, like they show you, that's what's happening when we're with all the pros. Yeah. They came up like, oh, look, I have this new move or, you know, and I don't know, I feel like it creates also like a good atmosphere between each other and we're in the practice uh, we're in the practice mode, but doesn't feel like we're practicing. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. we're just
1: like social dancing between. I don't know. Sometimes it's been like you, Paul Warden, Ben Morris. We're all just but, kind of together and trying new things. And I do it differently than if we add Victoria into the mix. And now yeah, you know we try with and, all and
2: practice. Yeah. With we do that a lot yeah. with Maxence. Cause, yeah, because Maxence is always like research. like yeah. researching or new you stuff. know. Stuff. So yes, that happens a lot with Maxence, sure. but what I'm going to be honest with is we should practice more than we we do a lot more. (laughs) So uh, right now it's, we're being a little lazy, but because we're traveling a lot because we're teaching a lot. So when you teach, you take care of people more than you take care of yourself. So that's, I know it's not a reason, but yes. And I always tell my, my, um, my students, if you practice a lot, there's a good chance you're going to, kick us out like kick us our asses (laughs) you don't so we don't (laughs) right you know what i mean so practice guys and that will like that will scare like that will scare us yeah yeah they will like maybe push push us more i know again it's not a reason but right now like i'm really i I see like how my students work and they're like "Eh, just gonna practice uh during during a social party which when you're social, when you're socialing, socializing, socializing social social dancing, social dancing <laughs> when you' social dancing socializing you should, just, you know, you should be down. in another mode than just unpracticing. practicing you know yeah. right. right.
0: Well, and you talked about how you mm-hmm. like you were saying, Tori, how you kind of get into you have the Tory anchor. Um, <laughs> you get kind of stuck in you feel stuck in the same things, but it's also what makes you guys you. Right, like there are certain things you do or the way you do things um, yeah for both of you, I would say it's also both how you move like yeah. you both have a particular way of moving um which gets me into uh the sort of I think what your brand has been of late which is <laughs> dancing to a lot of classic swing music yeah. and kind of a more classic yeah. feel um, yeah. and by classic I don't mean old or bad I mean really good <laughs> um, <laughs> but the dance that you guys had at it was French open or WOTP? WOTP. TP And it was like, what, two years ago now? Or last was it last year? Yeah, it was 2000,
1: um, 2018 yeah. in July.
0: Um, and that video of you dancing to Nice and Easy went viral. Um, yeah. I know I myself was one of those people who was like, was that a routine? Because that was just too good. Uh, and it wasn't.
1: you I a teeny message me like, was that a routine? Yes, I know you so. don't know me, but... She didn't believe
2: did me when know. I told her it wasn't a routine. So um, I knew you, you were joking. T- you are going to talk about that, <laughs> so of course um, I feel like this performance like really it intrigued people, yeah, mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little history or story about these dance. Um, so this the story is we um, we taught for a week before that demo i think yes because that was the end of the yeah, camp.
1: yeah what tp it's a week-long event so it starts on the saturday and then we teach saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday and the show's on friday night
2: so mm-hmm. yeah so. so we it was almost a week of uh, teaching and um at the end of what tp maxence because he's the event director he's asking us to do a video recap with the professional and um tori and i we like to do it at the end of the camp because even if I prepare my classes,
1: it sometimes changes. I
2: adapt. Like I'm like, oh, they can get it, so I have to change. Yeah, it. or right?
1: it was too easy for them, so we add more onto it. Or so.
2: you just realize you don't realize that your friends before they work on like I don't know one foot spin, and you come, you had your one foot spin class. Yeah, oh, you just did it before. Oh my God, because <laughs> there's a lot of couples, so it's hard to just hang out with all of them. Give me your like 18 hours of classes you're gonna do. Right. You know what I mean? So it's almost. Cause there's actually like 18 hours of classes, every teacher, teacher every teacher, 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 every couple has. So that's a lot of work. So um, I said, what about we do it on Thursday, the filming? Yes. Let's do it on Thursday. Like that. We only have one day. Like there's not a good chance we're going to change in one day or whatever. So on Thursday we go with the guy, we film everything and we prepare the Friday on Thursday. And so it, we was, filmed it.
1: it was like our, the second highest level, like really high level. We were doing like one footed spin sort of,
2: yeah. Like a, a, a big combo. Like that was for the highest level, like big combo, highest level. Second highest. Second. Level. So, um, and the Friday when I arrived in the room, he asked Dory, like we had this plan.
1: It was the very last hour of the whole camp.
2: And I said to Dory, were... like in the room, I said, I don't feel it. No. Yes, they exactly. were all
1: dead. Right before us was, I believe, PJ and Tashina who taught a one-footed, mm-hmm. like, killing the leg. Like, the girls were going down on one leg in a yeah, ride. Was... Like, craziness. And we saw everybody there just, like, we're
2: like, okay, well, yeah. let's
1: not spin some more.
2: You so, know? so Tor's like, no, 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 we cannot do that. Like, we filmed it. It's in the video. <laughs> like, It's in the video. We, can, we have to do it. I'm like, no, I don't feel it. <laughs> so, what about we do something on the little like swing song and we do footwork, uh, footwork and... or you know, like we do a big footwork combo? And George's like, Oh, okay. So we did it. And but the students cannot film it at the end.
1: No, they're not allowed, they have to buy the video. So I said,
2: Guys, I'm sorry. Like,
1: we filmed, we filmed, something, filmed else. something else.
2: <laughs> and they're like, No, we totally get it. That was a good class. Never mind. I said, But tonight in the demo, we can put it like that it's on the video
1: so then when you bought the video you still have it like
2: <laughs> and george said oh that's fun and that's how that's how and when we started to take a little bit of everything i mean i tried to remember because my memory is really bad so we tried to take some sequences mm-hmm. of our workshops and just put it like that you know because
1: the class i think we did like three or four patterns so we didn't want to do everything back to back yeah because we're like, okay, so we did yeah. like a little variation for the girls. So I did it at one point. He did a boy's variation. And then after he's like, okay, we're going to do the step. We're going to remember. And so to show everybody, he's like, we're doing it. Like,
2: yeah. yeah. Watch. Like it's now, it's now that, that's happening. But it's also for me, a good way to tell Tori that's happening too. Yeah. Right. Because I'm talking Not to legal. her. Check. I said like <laughs> footwork, you know, I'm talking to her when we're dancing. Yes. Just like, yeah. a, like shag dancer can do, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> because it's steps. So it seems to be choreographed. <laughs> Uh, for me, the hardest part of, of this dance was to try to put it on the music. So I was kind of like nervous to like when I put this sequence. Mm. So the, the game, the game was, uh, I feel like harder than if it goes choreographed or yes. improvisation. Imagine like it give you two or three movements and you have to place it on the music and that has to work. Right. So, right. but that's a good exercise, but it's, it was definitely hard. So before the dance, as I was talking to Simeon and I'm like, fuck, I have to put this movement and this movement in the dance. And I hope I'm not gonna fuck it up. Because I know <laughs> that happened before. I mean, we tried before we had this movement and we want to do it and that doesn't work at all. <laughs>
1: that
2: where'd happened to us. Where'd you
0: get the song?
1: So Brenner. that that song Brenner and I had done a shag performance to um years ago. Mm-hmm. And like a little shag thing, not even, we wanted to do it at Grand Nationals. We never did. We chose a different song, but.
2: But you asked him.
1: I asked him for some some of those songs because we had done one actually before that. We started at Norway Westy Fest September the year before. We'd actually been doing a lot of demos on that kind Swing, of music. Yeah. So it'd been almost one full year of dancing on swingy, jazz, soul, but, whatever you want to call people, it.
2: They, they didn't really click on that, on those videos a lot. No, <laughs> not until this not one.
1: Nice and easy. It, it took up. So I had told Brenner about that, and he was like, "What about nice and easy?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." So
2: we were at TP the week, and Tori she texted him like two days or three days before. We have to find a song because you know, like we have to perform, and we don't know what song. Like, do you have a song for us? And he say, well, "Why you don't do that on Frank Sinatra?" Yeah. And Tori she plays it for me, and I'm like. <clears throat> Oh, that's cute. No, like, at
1: first he was like, oh, I don't boring. know. It's boring. A little boring. I'm like, listen to it again. Let me play it again. Because it's a great song. And yeah, I mean, you,
2: play, you yes, you, you said it to me, said, you'll see it. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's going to be cute. And before, before we dance, to our, before we dance on the stage, mm-hmm. I said, it's going to be something. Yeah. And she's like, oh, really? Said, I'm
1: like, oh, now you think so? I was Thanks. a little like,
2: I was <laughs> a little. A while to come around. I I, I don't know. Three days, but you know, (laughs) I felt it. And whenever, so we dance, we go off the floor, our friends. Oh, good job. Good job. Good job. Like the normal. But I said to Tori, I think, I think you, I think we did something. And she's like, really? I said, yeah, yeah. Like there's magic. There's something magic that happened. And you, I never won the open. She did like multiple times, Mm -hmm. but Our pros friends texting us after this demo and telling me, like Jordan, Sarah, then you you, you guys should do this and you win the open. And for me, I'm like, I don't have to dance, I already won the open. Like
1: all of our friends just telling us that we should do it and we would win made us like I
2: already won. I mean, and what (laughs) I when I experienced on that night it's something that you want to experience as at least one time in your life Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know i'm not really hungry of like i want to do it over and over and over i share that the floor with the love of my life i do something magic but that's the thing imagine like how many people they dance with their significant other and they want they want to just feel good with that person and how many times that doesn't happen Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. don't happen and you just want to just leave that moment to create something a little stronger. So we had that. And on top of it, we had something even more magical. Mm. So for me, I want even more than the open. I want something that you can get in the life, you know? So after this dance, I look at online people, they were going crazy. <laughs> my sister that my big sister that she doesn't dance She was counting like the views on, she doesn't even (laughs) care about, she said every, every day she's like 10 more thousand views.
1: She was sending a text like every couple hours. Oh my gosh, five more thousand views. Oh my gosh, 15 more thousand views.
2: She was so cute. So yeah, I feel like it was just magic. Yeah. And people, they ask us, Mm. can you dance it again? Can you dance it again? And I said, I just, I don't know if I want to ruin that moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Everyone's like, well, just relearn it and redo it. I'm like, yeah, but
2: it's not the same.
1: It's not the same because had it been a routine, no problem. Right. But because it wasn't a routine, I really don't want to go relearn a social impro. I mean, yeah, we listened to the song a million times. So we knew the song. I mean, I already knew it like the back of my hands.
2: but yeah, he yeah, learned I mean, it.
1: And, you know, there I mean, are some moments everyone's like, oh, no, come on. Hold your horses. I'm like, trust me. Did I look like I expected that? <laughs> no, I did not expect hold your horses and him pulling my overall thing, whatever it was like, no, didn't expect that. Um, but yeah. like the whole, everything just came together and I feel like it would totally ruin that moment and take away from what we had if we tried to redo it. And
0: well, and that's I the mean, beauty of our dance, do, but the beauty of our dance is that spontaneous creation. Of course. Right. That yeah. magic. And you guys perfectly captured it on video, fortunately. (laughs) Well, you said you had been dancing to swing and jazz for almost a year before that. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it one or both of you who's into that kind of music?
1: It's become both of us, but I think from dancing with Brenner to Carolina Shag music, like that's all what they dance to in Carolina Shag. I mean,
2: no, but even there's before a lot more, like,
1: but we both
2: at home like we like Otis Redding yeah. like I'm I'm always I always been a big fan of like soul. soul. Yeah.
1: We always like it's either Otis Redding, Sam Cooke or Yeah, Sam Cooke like there's like something always playing at our house. Like you come over and you just say Alexa resume and Sam, oh, Cook. wait, gonna go <laughs> yeah, um, Sam Cooke one of
2: going to go off. and
1: sure. it's always Sam Cooke or Otis Redding like without a doubt. I mean, we, sometimes we get in the Bob Marley, but yeah. it's most of the time Sam Cooke, Otis Redding. Aretha Franklin, like that's just what we always have playing at our house.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't ask Bruno Mars, for example. No. Right. Uh it's not. it doesn't
1: mean we don't like it. It's just not what speaks to us. So yeah, right, right. I mean Perfect. we danced to like some at Budafest we had another one after that WOTP dance, this yeah. yes. Budafest 2019. We danced to oh, Elephant's Gerald. Yeah, the night and day. And it was
2: I think, I it was think another I like, magical moment. I think awesome. I like that. That dance more than WOTP. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think I do too. Actually, I I liked the song. I mean, I liked both the songs, but I don't know. I just I really love Night and Day. Brenner and I actually also did a shag routine on that song, um, so it was again another special song for me. And the atmosphere, I think, because people after we'd already done the WOTP dance,
2: they expect we feel that
1: people expect it from us now.
2: But that's funny. Like we talked about so- <laughs> Robert, like Robert and Brandy um, at, at at boogie, like. They came in the room in my in my mm-hmm. my room and we had like a glass of wine mm-hmm. and he said, man, like now people, people, they put tag on everybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's that musical person. She's huh? yeah. that classy person. You know? Yeah. And you guys like, after the dance, you got tagged onto this. They dance on some swing songs. So, yep. um, they expect you. So sometimes. Even the audience, they get like even more peaky with you. Yeah. You know, the crowd is like even more peaky because they expect you to do something uh, good on swing or, you know.
1: But we can hear almost, I mean, people are still great, whatever. But if we choose something that's not jazzy, Uh, like we can almost hear the disappointment in people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I mean, we can dance other things too. and And
2: that's, you realize that you've been tagged. Onto something when, um, and that happened at Capitol this year. Yeah. We drew a. Back the knife. Yeah. Like, <laughs> swing song. And people are like, yeah. You know, they, they would, like, okay. they would, they would, I mean, they do that like we picked each other, Jack and Jill. Oh, might seem cute, you know. But the reaction of the crowd didn't click like this. Didn't, they, they said, oh, okay, you know, haha. And when they heard the song, ah, uh, okay. So that is tag. Right. Yeah.
0: How do you feel about that? I mean, cause you guys do like soul and swing. I love it. But imagine the pressure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I We pick that song. Right. Yeah. I mean, we choose that song. Like we, we well, like, didn't pick the song. We, we like picked the song. genre. Yeah. Jo- jo- what did we pick? We picked the genre. Song? We
1: picked uh swingy, swingy, jazzy. Swingy, jazzy. I don't. I feel like from the beginning of that division to the end, the name of that category changed <laughs> right. these, these times. It was like, like it's that. gonna be soul? No, it's blues. No, it's swingy. No, it's jazz. I'm so like
2: th- we should have done the, the the test of like contemporary people. oh I'm kidding. Yeah. It's okay. Well, <laughs> so
1: uh, there are no, plenty uh, of videos
0: uh, of you all dancing to other music, having great yeah. dances.
1: Yeah. But
2: people right now,
1: it's what it is.
0: I feel
2: like it's also a timing. People, that needed that now.
1: Yeah. When it was going through the whole, what is swing, swing content and all of that, it just happens to go at the right timing. Had we done that dance maybe a year and a half ago, it might not have had, I mean, a year and a half before we did it, it might not have had the same impact. I mean, just to show like the sneaking around with you is the first one we danced to. We did it. No, sorry. Who do you know in heaven is what we danced to at Norway. You don't remember, but we danced to who do you know in heaven by the five keys in, um, Norway Westy the year before that was our first time I had to force him to dance to it. Cause I, that was the first time we danced to a song like that and everyone loved it. It went viral on Vimeo, but it wasn't really shared a whole lot. And then it got taken down and I don't know what happened. It, I can't find the dance anymore. But, um, long story short, people shared it, but it wasn't, it wasn't the right timing, right. No. you know? And I feel like we then had that U S open. Everyone had the swing content. Yeah.
2: It's debacle. Every like, year.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so then for this to happen.
2: And it was like, a, that was after a lot of Zook influence right. in our West coast, that people, they were, uh, how do you say, controversial, like yeah. there's a controversy. I, yeah. Yep. Yeah. so controversial. controversial so uh, that's why i said timing timing is the timing is a big deal
0: yeah yeah well and it seems like since the WOTP tp video uh there's been a huge influx of swing music into our competitions and social dancing yeah which is sorry i'm personally i'm grateful i got into yeah. dancing because uh, i played jazz and like ella fitzgerald's still my favorite vocalist yeah. so um I'm thrilled by it. But yeah, I mean, how does it feel to have that impact that it wasn't just the dance? I mean, there's been a resurgence of swing music in large part because of that dance and the other demos you've done.
1: I mean, I I think it's wonderful. I mean, I don't want to take all the credit for it because we're definitely not the only reason for it. I think that that dance definitely was like... Helping... helping get more of a viral. I mean, there's always been a boogie. There's always been a blues room, but Mm. you know, now people are starting to attend it more. It's staying open longer because there's more people there. And, um, I feel like we were definitely a contributing factor to it and I'm grateful. And I think that that's really amazing. And I remember waking up the morning after we posted that video and being like, Oh my God, have you seen the amount of views (laughs) on this video? Like this isn't real. And it was like an amazing feeling to have that, but it's built to a lot of other things too. You know, there's a lot of other people dancing to it as well. Um, Now a lot of people, I feel like this year there's a ton of routines to the bluesy jazzy music that's coming out, which is awesome. awesome. And I've always loved that kind of music. So I think it's great. Um, It's hard now because we're trying to find good, exciting songs that are in that genre and there's a lot of really great ones that just aren't great for shows. You know, yeah. they're great for yeah. social dancing, but it's a little flat and yeah. it makes a cute dance and we can always make it cute because we're married and, but it's not the same. Nice yeah. and easy was just one of those ones that had such a, a good build, a good impact. It was exciting, but.
2: And that's from Sinatra. So yeah. It makes yeah. it, it yeah. Cool.
1: But
0: well, I'm yeah. mindful of the time. Um, I don't want to keep you all that long. But I do want to ask you, because I haven't yet, of how you met.
2: Ha <laughs> ha. That's... Um, um, uh, we met at my event, Westinu.
1: Yeah, we met at his, the second year. So this she will be 16. the 12th year. Yeah, she I think was I was 16. 16. No, I was 17. I was 17. Come on.
2: Um, I mean, <laughs> I've been watching them, like, on video, and they were like... Uh, pretty successful. And we wanted like a, a young couple in at West Union. Um, uh, we didn't really have a big budget. So for us, it was also a budget thing. And Brenner, no, Virginie Massard, uh, Perga, back in the days. Um,
1: she met us, she met Paris. you
2: guys in Paris and I do the event with Virginie Massard too. Um, and she said, we should take them. You know, they're great. And Virginie Massard she said, you're going to love Tori. <laughs> she's really cute. To You type. I'm like, she's 16. And I was like 22. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, 22. Yeah.
1: You were like 22. We're 62.
2: 60, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm like, whatever. And Virginia and I picked her up at the airport. I'd never mm-hmm. met her. I just saw her in the video. And uh, I'm like, Hey, what's up? And she was tired, whatever. And
1: I just got off a 12 hour flight. Okay. And Virginia like-
2: said, she's really young and like not really my type or whatever. Not really cute. Not really cute. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's,
2: that's and what you said and she's like, no, nah, but I was, I mean, I was joking or whatever. And we actually, we started to be friends, like, you know, like liking each other. Like we were spending like time, like
1: even at that event, like the next day, I feel like I was a different person. I showered and I slept and I looked different.
2: <laughs> no, no, but like, <laughs> uh, not like, even if you go, not with the flirt part, Mm. we were like just like friends or like having fun together, you know, so we were like just joking and having fun.
1: We kept in contact and we saw each other at like maybe another event like eight months later maybe, (sighs) and then again at another event maybe another six months later, like we didn't see each other very often, we kept in contact on Facebook, he came to Boogie by the Bay, um, and we and, hung out that weekend and then there was like three events that we had back to back. We had like swing Diego French open and Boogie. Liberty We're like really close together. And so we saw each other almost three weeks yeah, in but a that row. was
2: Yeah. That was like, you were 20. So that was like four years after.
1: Yeah. But it was like four years of friendship. And then we had three events back to back. We hadn't seen each other in like a year and a half and we really got along again and we realized yeah. we both were not super happy in our relationships and we decided we're like, this is a little crazy to, you know, you're in France, I'm in California. We're nine hours of a time difference apart. Mm-hmm. But we decided to try it out. He came out to California for three months and lived with Jessica and I. And that's great. <laughs> hey. Great I'm happy I'm
2: people happy <laughs> that see that.
1: Right? <laughs> Jerk. You had a great time with us. But honestly it was, it was great. We really didn't, I feel Mm -hmm. like neither of us had high expectations of it. We're like, we'll just
2: go see what happens.
1: And that was part of the reason why I decided to retire is because I wanted to start traveling to go see him more. And I couldn't, I felt like I was taking away from, um, my partnership with Benji when I was staying for, I wanted to stay for a month or two in France. And it was really hard to, travel with somebody else as well. He was traveling with Virginie or Henriette or the other Virginie. It was
2: really we complicated. Did like, we did a year like that before you, um, you stopped competing.
1: Yeah, we did a year, year and a half.
2: It was just, it was just hard. It, I mean, now like we all talk about it, like Benji and we just laugh about it, but, um, you have to, you have to pick, yeah. you know, you have to make it, you have to make choices. And the fact that, I was living in France and she was living in America. It was like, you spend more time with me or you spend more time to practice or, you know, and actually I was the one, I mean, you can, sorry, he was pushing, I was the one who was pushing her to keep going. To practice and- I didn't want it to break this successful partnership, right. you know? Right. And I don't have the pretension of like, uh, come and dance with me and I will do, we'll do better than you do with Benji. You know, right. I have, right. I don't have that pretension. Um, and I didn't want it to compete like that. And I told her, I said, no, you should keep going. You should keep going. And she said, yeah, but I, I think I want, I've done enough. I think I just want to choose you now. I just want to. So I said, yeah, but the payment of our contract <laughs> is not going to be as good as with Benji. She's like, I don't care. I just want to spend more time with you. And I'm like, all right. So Benji was pretty supportive with that. Uh, I think he was kind of like a little sad about the, because he's a competitor. So he wanted to continue and compete as much as uh, he can. And he had like this, probably one of the best followers ever, you know, <laughs> so the dream partner. So I understand that it could be a little like, ah, you know, painful, hurt, hurtful, painful. <laughs> so, yeah, but she had to make a decision at some point and I was in between. I was like, mm-hmm.
1: you're like, I mean, I'm not going to turn you down, but
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, hopefully not. Um. No. no, I didn't need, I didn't need her no. uh, in my job in Europe. Cause I was like working almost every weekend mm-hmm. and I could teach with Virginie and Virginie Massard, Virginie Grandin. That's what I was doing before Beverly that happened. And Um And uh, people did, in Europe did, I mean, my gigs were Tori Smith, but you know, they were like, who? Some, some of the events you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. see, like, they don't
1: in the north of France that don't yeah. know that it, that West coast swing exists beyond France.
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah. so I said, we can create that together. And <clears throat> unfortunately, because they're traveling a lot, you do it with me or that might not going to work. Like, right. So we put that on the table. It's hard when you do a, uh, between 35 weekends and 40 weekends a year, if you don't really travel with your significant other, honestly, I want to say bravo. Like PJ, yeah. bravo. PJ, <laughs> bravo. Like he's probably one of the only one.
1: Well, uh, no, to China.
2: Yeah, yeah to. Want... <laughs> Sometimes PJ, they and PJ, end you know, up at events together.
1: There's yeah. a there's a lot of people that do it. I don't know that they do it as much, but I definitely Benji and I didn't travel as much as Maxime and I do now but because we travel to a lot of little events around France that it's a two hour train ride or we can drive there or, you know, we do a lot yeah, of little cool. things and we do it because we're traveling together.
2: But I mean, look at how many couples in the life and they're, you know, they're traveling together. Right. So it means something. There's something. Yeah. Yeah. For yes. sure. Much so easier. It's much
0: easier. Yeah. So. Well, um, I know you guys have to run, but yeah. I'm glad we were able to finally get some time. I, I have know. more questions for you all. Cause I want to ask you more about like dancing in Europe, the, the yeah. bi national life that you all live. And yeah. Um, yeah. so we'll have to sit down again at some point in the future. We'll have to do
2: a part two. Episode two. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you guys Thank so
0: much. You. Good to see you.
2: You too. I'll talk we to check you check soon. And okay. say, and say, these will be to uh, Chini.
1: Chini.
0: Yes. We give her our love. We'll do. Bye guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I loved getting to hear their stories and their perspectives. It was awesome to hear what it was like for Tori to train with the swimmers, to work with Brenner and then Benji, and to jump into the adult division for the first time at the Open and win both Classic and Showcase. It's incredible. I really enjoyed talking with Maxime, too, about his teaching philosophy and how he thinks about developing dancers from the ground up. I thought it was fascinating to hear how they continue to develop themselves I'm always fascinated at how champions keep pushing themselves to grow, and I thought it was really interesting how they balance their brand with that growth. I really appreciated their honesty when they said they love swing and soul music, that they listen to it around the house, but they also want people to be excited to see them dance to other genres. For the last couple of years, they have danced more to classic swing music. If you haven't seen their latest demo from BudaFest, it is pure magic. It's very musical, very playful. There's lots of great back and forth call and response between them. It's just lots of fun. And of course, with them, it's always elegant and classy and beautiful in the way they move. It may be my most favorite of their dances yet. I'll share it along with the other dances we discussed in the footnotes. But you should also go check out their dancing on YouTube and watch them create magic to all sorts of styles of music. I'll also share their website in the footnotes so you can learn more about them and contact them if you like. What do you like about Toria Maxim's Maxime's dancing? Have you seen their dance at WOTP? How do you feel about dancing to classic swing music? And was there anything in the conversation that you particularly enjoyed? Anything that surprised you? Share your thoughts with me and your fellow listeners. You can post a comment on the website, you can respond to our posts on Facebook, or you can share your thoughts in our discussion group on Facebook. You can also email me at thenakedtruthwcs.com or through our Facebook page. To get the latest news, you can like our page on Facebook, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, follow us on Instagram at thenakedtruthwcs, and yep, you can still follow us on Twitter at nakedtruthwcs. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please rate us and give us a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to spread the word. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Eric.
2: I'm Tori. And I'm Maxime. And And that's the make it
0: I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. Truth. 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 Truth.
2: Truth. It's Frenchy. <laughs> it's Frenchy.
0: That's right. A little bit of an accent. Right. Excellent.
2: I should done, like, that's an egg. It's true. Because <laughs> you like you said. you going to do that. a
0: jingle for us? That'd be great.
1: No. Okay. No. You don't want that. All right.